My name is David Hershkovitz. I'm the founder of Paper Magazine, and this is Light Culture. Listen, learn, and stay ahead of the curve as I knock heads with cultural disruptors of the past, present, and future. Light Culture is brought to you by Burb, the Vancouver-based cannabis brand. Nathan Apodaca is one of the most famous people in the world, but maybe you know him better as 420 Dogface 208, the guy skateboarding, drinking from a bottle of Ocean Spray Cranberry Juice to Fleetwood Mac's Dreams, Stevie Nicks' Silky Smooth, Alto sweeping him along to social media superstardom. In this new incarnation of the American dream, a man can go from living in an RV and working in a potato farm to fame and hopefully some fortune, all thanks to TikTok, the wildly successful video platform that enabled posts to go viral in a way never imagined before, like 100 million views in one month. Welcome, Nathan, a.k.a. Dogface, as we're going to be calling you, because that's what is your preferred name, and the Light Culture Podcast. So, Dogface, it's been only a month since your famous TikTok video let loose. So, what's happened since then? And tell me how you knew it was different from anything else that you'd been part of when you started. Since then, my life's been crazy. It's just been bouncing around. First time going to L.A., First time being in Vegas, just a lot of first things happening right now. You know what I mean? And I didn't really think or know that it was going to be bigger than anything because I had videos go viral before exactly kind of like the same. It got shared from Twitter, Facebook, everywhere. I did a Bone Thugs and Harmony song. And so I didn't really think nothing of it until like three days after is when everybody kept telling me like, you know, I keep seeing your video everywhere. It's on Facebook. It's on this. I was like, yeah, that's cool and everything. You know, I just didn't pay any attention to it. And then until like a manager started reaching out to me and I paid no attention to that. Then they're like, well, people want to know why aren't you doing interviews and this and that. I'm like, why, why should I do an interview when I'm just doing TikTok videos? You know what I mean? I was like, there's no, there's no reason, you know, like who do I talk to or who do I reach out to? And then, so that's when I decided, you know, I'm just going to reach out to Gina who was trying to reach out to me for management and everything. And I was like, just wanted to hear what she had to say. She helped get me verified on Instagram. And then after that, I was like, okay, well, maybe she can do some things and she's not all talk. So yeah, I just signed up with her. And ever since then, life's been kind of out of world. Right. Is there any sign of slowing down yet? Or is it just picking up still? It's all steady. Like I said, just steady vibing. You know, it's just big. It's going at a steady, nice and steady pace for me anyway. You know, like I said, being out of the warehouse is fun. It's exciting, you know, because now I got time to do videos that I like and basically time to do videos you know yeah. what i mean instead of doing them on my break 15 minutes and then 30 minute lunch you know and then coming home i would just go straight to the shower and then hang with my girls and whatever get them fed and then i'd go and do another video before bedtime or something like that you know so it's just now time's just more a little bit more easier now and i just you know i'm loving life it's exciting you know from going to a shack to a tent to an rv to a house it's just insane you know so you quit your job is that what you're saying at the, the warehouse basically yeah but i never really like i said what the way i left it was they always left the door open because i've been working there since the year 2000 you know and they basically said you know whenever you're ready if you know this whole 
TikTok thing doesn't pan out, then you're welcome to come back. So it's it's basically, yeah, I quit, but then I'm basically on hold because, you know, if I want to go back, they left the door open. Yeah. So they, they're not upset that you're leaving them for fame and fortune. No, they're happy. <laughs> you know, my bosses are ecstatic. It's 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 awesome. Love all around. But, you know, there's a lot of pressure, I imagine, to try to beat what you just did or even match what you did. And and even as I understand it, at first, you didn't even think this video was worth it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's what everybody says all the time. They're like, oh, you're going to try to beat this next one. You're trying to match or whatever you just said. You know, it's no, I don't. I don't try to do nothing. You know, I do. I do what I feel. I do my videos. And if the people like them, that's great. If it don't, then I'll just do another video. It's two tears in a bucket. You know, it's. You know, I try to do videos to make people feel good and everything. And I do videos that make me feel good. That's the main part. So, yeah, it's not me trying to compete with myself or trying to compete with the old video. You know, it's it's just me doing me still. And if you guys don't like the video I put out, then I'm sorry. And maybe the next one I put out, you will. And, you know, that's how I've always done it. That's the way I always will do it, you know. So how do you approach, like now let's say working on your next video that you're thinking about so how many are you posting a day now it's basically about the same i'm I'm, I'm still trying to keep up to my four to five videos a day at least you know and since i've been moving my stuff and i haven't really gotten gotten to that back to where i was but you know i've just been moving stuff into my house so slowly but surely i'm gonna be getting back into my old routine of just busting out videos and like i said the way i do videos or whatever is i usually see the video and then i'll listen to it and then if Nothing comes in my head and I really ain't going to do the video because I usually just see like a vision or something that something comes up in my head while I'm listening to the song that makes me want to do the song. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So if I don't see that, then I'm not doing it. So do you start with the music then? Exactly. Well, I, I start off, to be honest, you know, I get I get on my cloud nine status. And then, yeah, I'm just listening to all types of music and then yeah and then whatever one pops off or whatever one i have in line on my favorites because they have favorite lists on tiktok and i have i have no idea i've got like over 200 that's saved from when i started tiktok that i still need to do you know what i mean and right. like i like i said i just go through all of them and just because i all at one point of time i felt like i wanted to do it and I seen a video or something. So then I'll go through my favorites and I'll click on them. And whichever one pops out is the one I'm doing. You know what I mean? And like I said, I got to see it in my head before I do the video. And you have a preference for 90s music? No, I'm, I'm all around with it. You know, I just do music that makes me feel happy. You know what I mean? That's happy to the soul that I feel that people need to hear. You know, something that reminds me of a time and place or something. You know, it's just... Mm -hmm basically songs that are great you know <laughs> that's the best way i could put it yeah and also gets you dancing exactly like i said music kills the soul you know anywhere you're at if you feel if you hear music and you're not moving you know you need to you need to collect yourself go sit in the corner somewhere talk to yourself a minute get your body moving inside you know <laughs> and you're a really good dancer in my opinion when did you start dancing or feel the music in the way that you do now is this something that you've always had just growing up when I was younger, you know, with my dad, he'd listen to Boston, America, you know, lifting weights inside inside the garage. I'd be with him, just jamming out with him, you know what I mean? My mom cruising around, Fleetwood Mac, you know, Al Green, Marvin Gaye, just 
classics. Old music, you know, just classics, you know what I mean? Just, yeah. And then just back in the day music, you know, just, just vibe into it. And then, you know, my dad be like, oh, look at that Michael Jackson video. And I'm watching MTV, you know, can you do that? And I'd be like, yeah. Oh, right. He'd be like, yeah, right. Let's see, you know, and I just mimic it, you know, it'd look goofy or whatever, but you know, I just, I was a goofball growing up. I'd mimic dances and that's basically how I learned, you know, I didn't ever go to no class or nothing, you know, nobody see me big old native Mexican walking into a dance class, you know, <laughs> look kind of funny. So yeah, that that's not me. <laughs> yeah. It seems very natural to you. Yeah. You know, you just got yeah. the flow and the vibe and the movements and just, you know, something <laughs> yeah, fun no to watch you dance, you know, like you watch, you see somebody dancing and you know, they really got it. So people enjoy that on its own so how old were you when you were starting this uh, with your dad oh that was long time like five six years old you know just growing up yeah and then just from there on out because i know that you're also a cannabis uh, supporter of the movement cannabis legalization and i saw an article recently where you said you've been smoking since you were a kid does that add to your creativity do you feel like cannabis is is part of the whole thing yeah, I believe it does. You know what I mean? Like I said before, to me, cloud nine is me getting, you know, my, my, my 420 on, okay. you know? And like I said, I've been smoking since I was 11, you know, like Busy Bone says on his little album, you know, I'm on the realest level, he's been smoking since he was 11, but you know, I didn't smoke, smoke constantly when I was 11. Of course. Know? That's when I started. And to me, you know, that's, that's what opened my third eye, you know, to the world and everything. I think it's, I think it's beautiful. You know what I mean? <laughs> it just, it's earth and it's here for everybody heal their self, you know, mind, body, and soul. For real. And it's non-chemical based, non-chemical based, you know what I mean? It's not man-made and whatever. So, you know, that's the way I look at it. Right. And now the rest of the country and uh, the world is is coming around to that point of view as well now, as we saw, you know, a lot of legalization and five exactly. more states now. Uh, so, yes. you know, must feel good at, at that level. I know you also have some, you know, had some ideas for merch that you have put out there. And one was that I particularly liked was "Make America Green Again." Yeah, because of Trump and everything. Yeah, you know I what love I mean? that. That's, That's a, one of my slogans that I want to do is make America green again. You know what I mean? Then we can go as far as making the world green again. You know what I mean? Yeah, because we need to make something happen in this world. And to me, that's the peaceful way to do it. Because I know you mentioned you went to, you know, Vegas and, and L.A. What was the reason behind that? You got married in Vegas, right? That was one thing. I got engaged, engaged in Vegas. Yeah, we yeah. Basically, it was all work. You know, I got the call, like I said, from Gina and everything. She said, well, she found some little promos that I can do down there. And I was like, all right, cool. And she's like, but you need to be here. And I was like, cool. Never been there. Might as well, you know. And I was blessed to take my family with me, you know. And Oh, you did? Yeah, in a way, enjoy time as well, do work. But mainly California and Vegas was just work. But like I said, on the way back is when I planned to ask my fiance to marry me or whatever. And I planned on it before because I bought the ring here in Idaho, went there and then talked to my manager because she's like, well, you need to ask her to marry you. And I was, I, I was like, I'm already thinking about it, you know. And then she's like, well, you know, I don't I didn't think she believed me till I showed her the ring. And she's like, oh, okay, maybe you are, you know, serious about it and whatever. And I'm like, yeah. So then, yeah, she got me in contact with a guy with her where I had to throw a little bit more money down. And then, yeah, we got a nicer, newer ring, you know, it was, it's awesome. And like I said, on the way back, I popped the question and we're still waiting to do an official one with me and her, you know what I mean? Here with family right. and friends. But yeah, we did the whole nine yards with the judge and everything. And so, yeah, I think we're going to wait until the COVID thing calms down and or like sometime when it 
gets a little bit warmer out here because in Idaho, you know, we got we get all seasons. So, yeah. Yeah. So did you grow up in Idaho? How did you wind up there? Yeah, born and raised, you know what I mean? Idaho Falls, Idaho. And just ever since then, you know, working potato warehouses until I got older. And then that's when I started in the wildland firefighting. I didn't firefight. I was doing camp crew. And yeah, I've done that since 2013 up until now. And the warehouse since 2000 up until now, you know what I mean? You mentioned your family, you, you know, you brought them to Vegas and uh, they're kind of a support team as well. Isn't your daughter work with you on, on your posts? Yeah, she helps me with the technical side of it. Like some of the stuff that I don't know, you know, she's on the ball with that. And sometimes she'll film it for me. I have my lady filming for me sometimes. It's just, you know, family helps. And I'm just happy that they're here with me to enjoy this. You know what I mean? And my youngest daughter lives in Montana, but I went yesterday to pick her up. So now she's here with me as well. So and oh, enjoying sweet. this house as well. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Congratulations. Thank that you. Must, that must feel good. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So, and your daughter, one of your daughters also got you originally involved in TikTok? Yeah. That's the one that I went and picked up in Montana. Oh. She's, she's the one that got me into tiktok and she's the one that made my account and when i went viral on that first account that's when i was like okay well i'm done you know i did what most people can't you know i hit a million views in two days on the get up dance when that was popping and i was done and then my oldest daughter angelia she was like no i think you should just keep going you know you have a following now because from that video i got 20 or 30,000 people overnight following me so that she's like you got a following now so you should just try to keep it up I'm like, well, what am I going to do? You know, I don't know what to do. And she's like, well, just dance, just act, do whatever you do, you know, because I'm all around her with it, you know. And I was like, all right, well, I got you. I started doing it and then, yeah, it popped off. And like I said, I got up to 136000 on that first account that I had. I started selling merch. And my merch has bud leafs on it and everything. And I don't think TikTok liked that. They banned me from my account. I had to start a new account January 5th of this year. And then it took me from January 5th until September 25th when the viral video went. That's when I actually hit a million followers was after that video. In the early days when you were getting interested in it, what were you expecting, you know, as your top? You know, did you have a plan? If this works, I'm going to do this. Or was it just more a fun thing? No, it was basically just fun, you know, just dancing with my daughter, doing different videos on her account doing videos on my account and then after a while she just kind of got bored with me dancing and goofing around you know what i mean so she kept her account i did my account and like i said they didn't live with me before they stayed with their mom so they went with their mom and i'd stay here and i'd be bored you know so i would just sit here and work and come home and like i said i do videos that remind me of the past you know i'd mimic videos that i've seen in, on mtv you know stuff like that like nsync and Backstreet Boys or whatnot, you know, just just to goof around and smile, you know, something to make me and make me and, you know, my soldiers, that's what I call them, the 420 soldiers, something that would make me and them just laugh, you know, just relax for a minute, you know, get their minds off of everything that's on TV, basically. Yeah, because that's what people have been saying. You know, people are looking at the video because obviously everybody wants to be that successful, right? Everybody's putting up videos. Very few actually make it. So, you know, trying to find out like the secret sauce of that video, mm -hmm. what is it? You know, was it a, obviously it's you and it's a lot, the music and, and other things, 
But do you think it has to do with the COVID and, and the politics of our time with people being so stressed and needing something now more than ever? Exactly. I think it all played a part in to what happened and everything. You know what I mean? Just the world being at where it's at right now, you know, with COVID and everybody's indoors and basically being forced into social media in a way, you know, it just drug their attention to that because, you know, that's what's popping right now is TikTok and people seeing the video and those who don't have TikTok and everything who have it now, they were lucky to get it from, you know, Twitter or something else like that. And like everybody said that I heard from around, you know, it, it just, it was just a calm 22 seconds, you know, that just took their mind off of everything and, and put them in a place where they wanted to be, you know, it's just crazy. So now, you know, often happens someone like winning the lottery, right? You know, you sort of can compare <laughs> what you did. You know, suddenly you're not guaranteed whatever millions every year for the rest of your life. Yeah. But, you know, you have reached a, a unique level of success. And I know you have a management company. I understand you're going to be, uh, have your skateboard company as you've signed with Sector 9. You're looking to put some other licensing deals together. A phone app has been mentioned. Well, you know, how does that all feel? And what are you have any other things in store that we don't know about yet that you could tell us about? Yeah, it's awesome. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so crazy that what happened, the viral thing, it opened so many doors to everything. And I got to meet many people, you know, and I got a merch line coming out with cookies as well with Burner. And so that to me, that's going to be a big one because me and him, we clicked pretty good and we got a really, really dope design coming out and we got skateboard as well as rolling trays and stuff coming out at the cookie stores it's gonna be awesome i got i'm looking into getting me some like rental property that i want to buy you know because obviously like you said this is basically something that might not last forever you know and i'm obviously aware of that and with my merch line with sector nine and everything hopefully these will keep you know income coming in and whatever and if not i'm trying to venture into some new things, you know, trying to, I'm getting old, I'm already 38, you know, so yeah, it's just, it's, I'm going to be limited as soon as I get to an age, you know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, well, I'm always young at heart, no doubt. For real, yeah, no, obviously, even in your dancing, you know, shows that because people, <laughs> of, you know, of that age typically are not like doing these kind of videos, it's mostly yeah. kids yeah. out there. So also, you know, along with the success and fame, First of all, there's people who don't really understand the game that well, but they just think, oh, he did an ad with Snoop, so therefore he must, you know, be super rich. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then they, you know, suddenly you have a lot of friends you didn't really know about before. Oh, yeah. That's been happening. <laughs> That's been happening. <laughs> well, you know how they have, like, you know, the sports stars who make some big money and suddenly they have an entourage and they're supporting, like, you know, dozens of people helping them out because everyone wants a piece. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you felt that as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, that's been happening everywhere. But I just, like I said, I'm blessed by surprise. So the way I've been doing it, you know, is, is I've been trying to do the same for people like that, you know, like, because I want to bless those around me as well, you know, and my end goal to this whole thing was when it started was to get me a house you know, something for me and my kids and everything. And then that's why I didn't spend any of the money that came in on my work that I was doing. I didn't spend any of the donations that I got. I just saved it, saved it, saved it. I just couldn't believe that number was getting so high. And then after the donation stopped, I was like, okay, now I can probably put a good down payment on a house. 
And then luckily Gina came in, like I said before, and she was giving me promotions and everything, you know, to help me get more money. And yeah, I was like, like blessed with that. But when I went to Cali and I did all those extra ones down there is when I started getting more money in. And then just seeing the number rise, like I said, without spending any of it is was the best thing for me because I finally raised enough to get me the house that I wanted, you know? And yeah, like, it's just crazy, you know, that I got a house finally. And that was, to me, that was my end goal. But now that I'm here, my next goal is to get my mom and dad their own place, you know, obviously do it like La Bamba did, you know, and get his mom a place. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, it's just, I don't know, man. It's just, I want to keep something going t- now to where I can, keep it going for my kids you know it's just amazing that all this is happening you know because i didn't even think it would get this far you know and i just figured you know it'd get to enough to where i could get an apartment or something you know but when i seen the numbers rising is when i was like okay well i'm gonna take a step back and just try to save and just get me to where i need to be and i finally got that and family who's not family and everybody who's who knows me from time you know just keep coming out of the woodworks but I know who's been there and whatever, you know, and if I can pay it forward to people who say they know me, but I don't know them, you know, and they're just asking for something. If I can help them, you know, I will, you know, if I could throw their video on something, if I can do something, you know, if if it's worth or not worth it, you know, but if I see that they're striving and whatever, and then, yeah, I try to pay it forward to as many people as I can, you know, without giving them a promo deal or whatever, you know, and just, just paying it forward, you know, because generosity is what we need in this world yeah well that's very large of you to feel that way that's great i'll, I'll be giving you a call right after this <laughs> <laughs> right i probably should have said that <laughs> but yeah no i've been yeah for real though i've been like yeah there's people that's been like dude i got nothing you know can you just help me i'm like yeah well you know i've known you for so long or whatever you know so yeah it ain't nothing throw it on here and do this you know as long as you get something out of it but then if it doesn't work you know you know please respect that I tried something with you and it just didn't click with the people, you know, and but yeah, I don't know. It's just crazy. <laughs> but it's like kind of the American dream, right? That uh, we're raised on to believe that it's possible for, you know, anyone, immigrant, native born, you name it, you know, who comes here with that dream because they believe that something like this can happen in America, that someone can go from, quote, nothing. Obviously, that wasn't uh-huh your situation, but you know what I'm saying though, you know, from very little to very big in a, in a, not necessarily a short time, but that's even possible to overcome all of these obstacles that are in front of people who are trying to make something of their life. So do you feel that as well as this is part of, you know, America is like that this is a unique thing, an American thing? Yeah. Like I said, I'm kind of speaking just from my own personal opinion, because, you know, I've never, like I said, I haven't ever been anywhere besides Northwestern states, you know, and farthest I've been mid Midwest is Colorado, I'm guessing, you know, and to me, the American dream, yeah, you know, it's, it's, I'm not sure how many opportunities and everything that people got around the world that they can just reach out and go viral and whatever, but in America, as far as the American dream and everything, yeah, you know, living in America and this happening to me, like you did say overnight from nothing to something, because I was talking to my lady before all this. And I was like, man, before any of this, I had barely a hundred dollars in my card, you know, from that I got from Walmart, you know, I didn't even have a bank account. I didn't have nothing, you know, and it's just crazy. Yeah. And every time I think about it, I always remember the, I think it was called the American dream or something like that, but the Michael Jackson 
and the Jackson Five story. Everybody watches on VH1 and everything. It's just kind of like that, you know. That's what I always think of it as, because seeing him grow up and everything, and how they grew up, and then to Michael Jackson just becoming famous and singing and dancing and just striving for it. You know what I mean? Just being him basically throughout his life. It's insane. But you had heart, you know. You didn't have material. Oh yeah, wealth. But you oh, had yeah. heart, you had family, obviously you were raised in a way that still gave you hope. You you didn't give up. Yeah. A lot of people might have. Yeah. Like I said, going out and dancing, it just, it was a vibe, you know what I mean? It just feels great, you know? It makes me dancing. feel good, you know? Just moving and just music, you know what I mean? That's all it is. Yeah. Well, dancing is a great thing and people still understand that when they go out. In fact, I was in the park near my house the other day uh, here in Manhattan and, you know, there was a band playing that kids were dancing. You could see what, how, you know, smile it puts on people's faces. Oh yeah. You said that you hadn't really traveled very much. Are there places that you would like to go now that are on your list? Obviously I want to go to New York, Florida, you know, hit this corners of the world. I've been to, Washington and California now. You know, I want to go to Florida, New York, Hawaii, Alaska, and then Canada's my number one place I want to go to, you know, internationally or whatever it is. And then, yeah, I don't know. I have a lot of places I want to go. You know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, definitely want to hit overseas as well. Australia. I got a lot of love from Australia. I want to go check it out over there sooner or whenever I am blessed enough to do that, you know, because like I said, as soon as I got what I got, I just put it on a house and now I'm back to where I was before, but I'm slowly building it back up. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. of course. And right now is not a good time for traveling. Anyway, oh yeah, so. exactly. Exactly. Well, you were in Los Angeles and Las Vegas. So let's, let's start with Vegas. Vegas is kind of a crazy, it's not normal America under any circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> How did you, what was your impression of it? It was chill, you know what I mean? Uh, everybody was masked up. Everybody respected as oh, much feet, yeah, as, as much feet as they could, you know. The majority of everybody, I'm going to say 90% of them were masked up. And to me, it was awesome, you know. I got to see Fremont Street, got to walk around, see a bunch of, got to see everything, you know what I mean? Got to fly in the helicopter with Maverick helicopters, got to stay at little, I, don't know, I always say little Caesar's, <laughs> see, yeah. got, to, got to stay Caesar's at Caesar's Palace. Palace. Yeah, that little was Caesar's awesome. Pizza, you mean. <laughs> right. <laughs> and yeah, being the only person, you know, to skate in there and be allowed to skate in there. And I'm not even a pro skateboarder, you know. That, oh, really? That, yeah, that's awesome. They're like, nobody's ever gotten a blessing to skate in here. And they're like, and they're letting you. So if you want to, you might want to take advantage of that. I was like, man, say no more. I'm, I'm grabbing my board. I'm going in there right now, you know. It's crazy. So you brought it with you? Yeah, I, I bring my board everywhere. <laughs> you brought your board and just because that's how you move around on the street? Uh, no, I just basically, for fun? yeah, for fun when I want to go cruise somewhere, just relax or listen to music and just skate, you know, basically. Uh, longboard I use to just cruise. Skateboard I use to break an ankle and try to you know, <laughs> do tricks and whatever. But And then penny boards I use to get somewhere fast, you know what I mean? And, and yeah. what, how old were you when you started skateboarding? I started skating when I, like I said, when I was dancing, probably about the same time. I just oh, didn't yeah? really, I didn't skate, skate to, you know, to be professional or nothing. I just did it for fun and little tricks here and there. And then I left it alone, picked it up again, you know, three, four years later, basically just off and on with it. I wasn't real dedicated skateboarder, but, you know, I got my little tricks I can do and everything. I'm, I'm balanced on a board good and well. 
Well, now you're still doing it, so that's that says something. Oh yeah. <laughs> and what about Los Angeles? How how was that? What did you do there? I got nothing but love in Los Angeles, and that was that's that was cool. You know what I mean? Like everybody it was it was awesome. I'd be walking down the street, and most people, you know, my manager's like, "Well, you need a you need we need to get you a bodyguard. We need to get you security, this and that." And I'm like, <laughs> "I'm like you're tripping, man." I'm like, "I'm I'm from Idaho Falls. You know what I mean? I'm from Idaho. You know I don't need nothing like that. I ain't nobody." But as soon as we hit Venice, you know, I, they started seeing me. They started coming up, fans and everybody. And it was awesome because they did come and everything. I did get crowds, you know. But like I said, they respected. I was with my family and everything. We took the pictures and then they left, you know. It was just quick 20, 30 minutes out of my life to take some pictures. And then. And you were on your skateboard? No, we were just walking, just mobile, you know what I mean? Or, yeah, walking anyway. But you met what Snoop there and Wiz Khalifa and I had where, a, where was that? Was that in there? With some fancy Hollywood? <laughs> no, I had a a music video like job that I got from a guy named Jimmy. I uh, can't remember his last name. Jimmy Hum Hummel Hummel or something like that. Hummel. He's like the, to me. He's the king of LA in my eyes. You know what I mean? He's everywhere, and he seen me in my videos and everything. And he knows I'm a family man and knows that I was looking for work. And he reached out to my manager, got it set up to where we could do a video with, uh, I think it was Ombi or Obby or something like that. And, uh, snow, the product and Snoop Dogg. And they were just features on there. And like I said, they had me and then the fool's gone wild, little Mr. E on there too. And we were just little added extras, you know? And like I said, it was a blessing, no doubt. And then after that is when Snoop Dogg's management, seen me there and reached out to me and they're like, well, Hey, Snoop seen you knew he heard you were in town. He wants to know if you want to work with him and some upcoming things that he got going on. I was like, you know, yes, without a question, you know? So then after that, the next day is when they called my manager and they're like, well, he helped or got you into a vivid commercial with, with him and whatever. So he wants to know if you want to do it. And I was like, yeah, no doubt, you know? And obviously they didn't, this is where the whole things were because they didn't put me into a budget or anything like that, you know, so I just barely got what I got. So then, yeah, the, everybody's like, dude, you did mm -hmm. a video with Snoop, man. You're rich as heck right now. You know, you're <laughs> whatever. And like, no, no, no. And I was like, I was the leftover. <laughs> I was the leftovers. They just picked me up. <laughs> you know, exactly. You were the extras. Exactly. You were one of the extras. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, but still, you, you know, who knows? You might steal the whole show from him. <laughs> yeah. yeah then once he said, people see you in yeah, it. Plus, it, uh, you know. He said after that, you know, he wants to help or hopefully he wants to work with me more on some commercials with helping him and his gin line and everything that he's got. So hopefully something comes out of that. But yeah. Yeah. He's super great businessman, oh, yeah. Snoop. I mean, uh, from what I hear, he's like always working, got so many things going on at the same time. And it's kind of interesting as a model in a way for you because he's been able to, you know, be a big cannabis guy, yeah. <laughs> but also just do ads for regular products as oh, yeah. well and go on TV and, you know, sort of being able to be both of those things. It's kind of a new in our culture, I think, because, you know, typically if you're known to be a big smoker in the past, you're not going to be able to sell a product on TV. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, like burner from cookies and G easy, they were like, Basically, he reached out and just said, you know, it'd be cool if I could, if they could meet me or whatever. And I was like, man, that's awesome, you know. But I told them, you know, it'd be cool if I could just bring my family. And yeah, 
that that's what was cool with me and Jeezy and Burner was we sat there actually for like an hour or so, you know, and just chatted with them with me and my family, you know. And that was crazy, though. I mean, like I said, it was just nothing but love. Burner let us go in his store and grab some things and the cookie shop. And so we got blessed that way. And like I said, I got a new contact with Burner to where we're getting merch going out with him. So, yeah, like I said, nothing but love in Cali. It was awesome. Yeah. And Snoop, too. Did you get a chance to smoke down with him? Oh, yeah. You know, well, because of COVID and everything, had, had to smoke to, around with him. You know what I mean? But yeah. Oh, oh no doubt. Right. Just, just no sitting sharing. next to him was, was awesome. You know, just chatting it up with him. He walked around, shaked everybody's hand. And then sat there with me for a good five, 10 minutes, just talking, you know, and I was like, whoa, you know, <laughs> you stopped here. That's crazy. But yeah, it was dope. We both burned one. It was bad. Yeah. So it was different. Was this the first time you were somewhere where it's all legal? No. Oh, I guess you were in Colorado. Yeah, no, I've been to Great States before, you know, Oregon's right down the way. You got family in Oregon, uh, Washington, Colorado. I love Green States. <laughs> Uh, there's talk of you getting your own strain even. Yeah, I got point, it going right? right now. I got uh, some live resin, too, going out with the Summit Boys in L.A. So I got some concentrates coming out and some green coming out, some flower. Woohoo, Dude, it's going crazy. So how? Uh, what's it going to be called? I think they said Dogface OG. I'm not sure. But that's what they were landing on before. We talked, and I can't remember if we jumped to a different company yet or not, but we're still kind of going through that. It seems like there's a lot going on behind the scenes right now for you. Oh, yeah. Everybody's lining up. So, (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, we talked a little bit earlier about the pressure about doing the next one that's sort of to break out. So are other people trying to get their fingers in your pie in terms of the creative side of what you do? I'm going to say yeah, but no. I'm going to say some of the, in a way, you know, I keep, I have people, companies reaching out to me and everything. They want me to promote them and everything, but then they're some of the stuff I don't, you know, I don't mess with. So I'm like, no, you know, <laughs> and I feel bad for saying that, but you know, it's just, I don't want to put out nothing bake out there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just a crazy whirlwind with everything. I mean, it's a good time of life. It definitely you should, something you should enjoy as much as you can. Oh yeah. You know, when people are coming after you instead of, you know, people usually have to go after people exactly. right, to, to get them to work with yeah. you. Yeah, exactly. So you should enjoy that. So, you know, there's also talk, you know, from uh, President Trump about banning TikTok. <laughs> Do you feel uh, that's something that's even conceivable? I... You know, the reason being that China has, you know, the, the proprietary yeah. software that they can spy on people and use it in all these other ways. When we get the threats or whatever, TikTok they send out newsletters because not just to me, a popular creator, whatever they, they have a sign up where you can basically see behind the scene type things, I guess. I don't know. They send you news from TikTok, and you don't really have to be anybody to be on that or whatever. And as soon as they let those out on everywhere, they usually send the newsletter and they're like, well, calm down because nothing's going to happen. We're here forever. Blah, blah, blah. This is just the internet being the internet basically, you know, but who knows, you know, uh, it could get banned, but if it does, there's other outlets out there, you know, IG, you know, Snapchat, uh, YouTube, whatever. But as far as I'm concerned, I don't, I don't think it's going anywhere. It's too much of a positive thing right now. You know what I mean? But then there is some negativity in there, but it's getting pushed out. Well, it's interesting that people are usually complaining about social media taking over people's lives and people constantly on their phone checking and 
losing contact with the real world in, in that respect. But so it's nice to see uh, something like this, you know, used positively, yeah. you know, actually helping someone instead of just sort of taking from things, giving back. Exactly. And then my video actually got people outside to skate. You know what I mean? I see so many skaters out now and they're, <laughs> they're not inside. They're still on their phones and everything, you know, but they're out in the world. And I know you've been thinking as well about giving back to your community. You helped out a friend by uh, your gym owner yeah. to you know help him generate some business for his company during the COVID, and also thinking about other ways to like not only invest in the community but also figure out what is it that you can do to help there. Yeah, exactly. And so, how important is that to you, the uh, you know Idaho Falls community for you? Basically, just got to keep it local. You know what I mean? Like I said, I was born and raised here, and to see Idaho Falls shine as well as me, I guess would be awesome. You know what I mean? And I've donated some money to the humane society as well. I love dogs, love animals. And basically, yeah, just trying to give back as much as I can to my community here in Idaho Falls, you know, as I can. And like I said, I put people on that I've grew up with on my IG and everything, you know, putting their poster and their Facebooks and whatever on try to give them some business and whatever that they got going on, you know? And like I said, if it works, it works. And I'm happy that I can help them and pay it forward. And if it doesn't, hopefully they respect that I reached out and actually helped or tried, you know? Yeah. And it's a great feeling for me as well, just to know that, you know, having spoken with you and even from without speaking with you, just seeing your videos, that the vibes are so powerful going out there that the people are really responding and you know it's nice to see when good things happen to good people yeah you know that's, no doubt. That's, that's kind of how i feel so thank you very much Dogface, for spending some time with me today so we can right get on. some of your story out there to the rest of the world yeah right on man all right take care man go i'm looking forward to the next one right on Kill you it. too stay safe yeah man. bye late You've been listening to Light Culture. You can find us at shopburb.com, Light Culture, or at Light Culture Podcast. Thanks again to Burb. You can follow them at shopburb on Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe to and review the show. If you would like to get in touch, reach out to me directly at David Reporting. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.